0: It's central Alabama at the end of the summer. It's hot. It's dry. There are almost no clouds in the sky. It's time to get started cooking. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze. Beginners learning subsistence farming using three simple principles. Approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it. And we don't make allness statements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden.
1: Thanks, Adrian, and welcome to our podcast of August 31st, 2011. It's, it's interesting today as we broadcast this that uh, it's the first overcast or cloudy day that we've had in quite some time. Um, as we talk about the sun oven, I think that's an, uh, a little irony here, <laughs> but uh, we got up this morning before we realized it was going to be cloudy and decided that needed to be the topic of the podcast today.
0: So we're locked in, even though it's cloudy today, but yeah. it won't be cloudy for long. No, It'll be, no. The sun will be out soon, And uh, but we're having a good time because we are um, in a little different venue. We decided to record the podcast out on the porch instead of in the apartment and uh it's quite pleasant out here this time of day with the clouds with
1: clouds that's right i've been shelling peas like crazy because the uh, past couple of days we've had our end of the season uh push i guess on the peas and the bugs are beginning to pushing yeah yeah it's uh, uh purple hull peas black eye peas um pretty much finished up the mississippi silver this past week and, and now the bugs are beginning to take over the stink bugs and. And other... you
0: said that uh, one of your favorites is this California number five.
1: Yeah, those are my black-eyed peas, and that's this is the second year in a row that I've planted that particular type of black-eyed pea. And when they don't get eaten by bugs, which you know we've gotten a good crop so far before it's gotten so bad lately, um, they're nice and big and plump. And when they're ripe, they're just gorgeous peas. So I highly recommend them to at least to people in zone eight, I suppose.
0: Not, uh, are we, yeah, I yeah. guess we're zone eight. We are eight. zone yeah. eight,
1: yeah. So, um, anyway, but, but back to the sun oven topic. One reason we decided to, uh, to talk about that is because we've been using the sun oven so much lately for the bulk of our cooking.
0: Not just using it every day, but using it every day for two or sometimes three different dishes in succession. Right,
1: because it, we, um, we have, actually have a picture of it on the blog site but but we could also post another one you, you can't yeah. i don't know if you can tell from it but it's not huge inside you can put one pot or one i guess a small size like a half a lasagna pan size yeah and, it doesn't at a time.
0: work well for uh, say a nine by twelve uh yeah baking pan yeah like you or, would or nine by 13 putting in a regular oven nine by 13 right.
1: is what i think of as yeah okay. that won't fit
0: um that won't make it in the sun oven, so we have small pans that are tailored for the sun oven mm-hmm. that we use on a regular basis. Yeah. We first bought it, if you remember, actually, you don't remember, because I bought it for you, you as got a surprise. It. That's
1: right. It was a gift.
0: Um, and it was a toy, really. I mean, I thought, oh, how fun, uh, an oven that cooks in the sun, and yeah. I... I had no idea what would we be doing with it, but I guess I thought it would be something we would show to our friends from time to time. And when we really wanted to um, strut our stuff, we would haul out the sun oven and it put something funky in it and so forth. Yeah. And that's, in fact, what we did with it at first, if at, you remember. Well,
1: because we didn't live here, and where we did live uh, was too shaded. We didn't have a yeah, place to put it. we didn't have sun to work with. So, but I remember taking it to the Earth Day... Uh, festival that we had at Sanford where I taught every, well, whenever we had Earth Day, that that one year that after we'd bought the Sun Oven, and baking uh,
0: bagel, bagel bites.
1: bites and Toll House brownies <laughs> yeah. in them, and the students loved them. I mean, we, we were a hit.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but, and of course, when we first started coming out here to work at the farm, when we didn't have a place to live or a way to heat up food, I remember picking up some frozen pizza one day, and... and we.
0: Put that in the sun Putting oven. Putting it in the
1: sun oven. And it and even though it was really cold, it was a cold, clear day. I remember that distinctly. Probably didn't go above the 30s. That, it cooked perfectly well. All it needed was the sun. It didn't it need needs heat. It the
0: sun. It does not need warm weather. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. We are talking about it here during hot weather in the summertime right. in central Alabama. But you can cook in the sun oven on a cold day very easily. Yes. But what's happened after we've settled in here and have learned what our routine is is that the sun oven has become our primary cooking appliance. When it's, it's a the sunny one day, we use yeah. the, the most. Yeah. Uh, and it, when you said, "Oh, it, when it's a sunny day," and what it's meant for us, I think you'll agree, is that we've learned a different way of thinking about cooking. Right. Instead of saying, let's figure out what we want to have for supper tonight and then how are we going to cook it, what we do is reverse that process and say, oh, it's a great cooking day. Mm-hmm. What do we need to be putting in the sun oven so that we can be cooking it and it will be ready for us to enjoy whenever we need it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we end up you- eating a lot of food that we cooked a day or two before, but now we reheat it and enjoy it. Well,
1: just because we usually prepare a larger portion than two of us can eat for supper, so we have leftovers. But I think uh, a point that we need to make is that we don't have the luxury of saying, oh, it's 6 o'clock and we want to eat at 7 Let's stick it in the sun oven, you know. No,
0: it doesn't work. And and we've got some disadvantages we can get to, but one of them clearly is you really do have to cook when the sun's shining. Yes. So if the sun is shining at eleven o'clock in the morning, that's when you want to be cooking, you start not at cooking. four or thirty in the afternoon.
1: Well, I may be cooking both times. And I think that's the point I was making about the size of it. If I want to have I think uh, yesterday was a good example. I had um peas, black-eyed peas that I had prepared I wanted to cook. Cooked those first once they were done. And you
0: cooked a mess of those.
1: Yes. We had a kind of a tall, thin pot that came with the sun oven that's ideal for that. Just covered those black-eyed peas with plenty of water, put in some onion, a little bit of seasoning. They were wonderful. And and then after that, I wanted to cook some winter squash. So after I could tell that the peas were done, took them out and actually cooked two different trays of winter squash. Uh, So you know you do it in in sequ- in sequential uh order you don't mm-hmm. do it all at one time right that's what you have to it's a a tag team sort of cooking adventure
0: <laughs> but these last few days as you said earlier we've had sunshine every yeah. day and we've been cooking something every day. Mm-hmm. um what we're using is called the global sun oven it's a manufactured um appliance that is tailored for efficient sun cooking there are plans on the internet and I'll try to link to a couple of them on the show notes page where you can build your own solar oven and we've got serious about that we looked Mm -hmm. at it but I decided it was worth the money and it's not an insignificant expense to get the sun oven, and I'm glad we did. Oh, because I am too. We use it so much. I don't think we could approach the efficiency of this manufactured appliance with something we built here. Yeah. Um. It's just um, it's on a sunny day. It's trivial to get it up to 300 degrees and yeah. keep it there. Yeah. It's hard to get it much over 300. Every mm-hmm. now and then, on the clearest, sunniest day, we may get it up to 320. or yeah. oh, have you gotten up to three fifty? I
1: thought I'd seen it on three fifty, but yeah, between three twenty five, three fifty, something yeah. like that. At the at the warmest, certainly
0: never over three fifty, rarely over three twenty five. So, um, it, it it has its limitations, but boy, um, for what we're doing, it sure makes sense. Of and why course, don't
1: we talk about some of the the dishes that we think? Our optimal use well, of the sun oven.
0: If you start talking about the dishes, then I have to bring up squash casserole, okay, which is my favorite thing you fix in the sun oven. Um, what you do? It's a recipe you got from it's Sugar sh- Buster's cookbook. In the Sugar cookbook. Buster's
1: cookbook, right?
0: But it uses uh, regular summer squash and tomato and mm-hmm. onion and
1: Parmesan cheese. Yeah, Parmesan cheese and butter. Um, it's just uh, you just layer that on the, and onion. Have to have some onion. Mm-hmm. And layer that in, um, in one of those pots, and stick boy, it And boy, is
0: it so good.
1: Yeah. it's supposedly fairly guiltless. Um, but, um, it's a sugar busters recipe. So I highly recommend that to those of you watching your weight. And we're able to use, I think one of the, the things that goes without saying maybe is that part of what we're doing with the sun oven is trying to use our vegetables, like cook what we're growing. Oh, sure. yeah. So it, it's kind of, um makes you feel good one afternoon to go out there and realize I'm cooking all stuff I grew here and maybe picked it off the plant earlier in the morning or yesterday, cooking it with the sun only today and we'll eat it for supper tonight. Yes.
0: That's just that feels great.
1: Feels great. Um and and we'll talk a little bit about a couple of other um things that we cook that aren't necessarily produced here on the farm. But let's stick with vegetable for the moment. Uh, this that type of casserole works well. Also, I mentioned winter squash that we did yesterday. Um, we very just,
0: forgiving in the sun oven. Oh, it yeah. works out well. It works
1: out great because you just scrape out the seeds, you know, you're cutting it in half, scraping out the seeds, just laying it face down on the sort of like people often prepare it, microwaving it. You mm-hmm. know, it's face down. And then close it up in the sun oven and it cooks it. And you can even uh, if if it's a really hard shelled squash if you wanted to you could soften it up as you would do in a normal oven
0: and that's what I did yesterday I put whole okay. squash in yes. the pan day before yesterday you mean no it's yesterday oh, okay did most of the cooking in with whole squash and then that made them much easier to cut yeah after they were cooked yeah. for a while
1: and uh so however you want to do it it works another dish that works quite well if for those of you who like okra, and I have, um, we're raising a ton of it and we really like it, I prefer steamed okra. You can approximate that same consistency with it by simply putting okra cut up, you know, either small okra pods or cut them in half or you know so they're maybe a couple of inches long and just put it in the uh, in the sun oven
0: and i want to chime in here and say i agree with you about the steamed okra when people complain about okra to us they generally use the word slimy yeah we don't our okra is not slimy no we don't our okra that we cook it tastes delightful and it's uh rather firm mm-hmm. and uh fresh and tasty so I, I hardly recommend that uh, a method for cooking okra. Mm-hmm. It works great in the sun oven, and if you don't have a sun oven, by all means consider steaming it because it sure is more uh, generally palatable to American tastes than boiled okra.
1: Well, one thing I found out, though, when I posted pictures of my okra one year is how many of my friends, and if you're out there listening, thank you for all the suggestions about uh, my, how many of my friends responded with... Methods of cooking them, their favorites. Yeah, and
0: and a lot of fried okra. A lot of
1: fried. A lot of people do seem to like fried okra, which you can do. You could probably figure out a way to do that in the sun oven. I don't know, but um, or or grilling it with lots of olive oil and seasonings and all. However you like it, that's fine. But this works for us, and it's very simple to do. I do put usually a little Greek seasoning on there, and um, or a, maybe some herb from the the garden, etc. And
0: sometimes no seasoning at all. The, sometimes, sometimes we just eat the, the okra the, just the way God made it, and yeah, it is delicious. It does have a good taste. We're also uh, cooking eggplant in the sun oven. Mm-hmm. Something we've done lately that has worked out reasonably well, although it takes a little more planning, is uh, when we use a chicken as the base for a soup or stew, mm-hmm. Yeah, I will cook the chicken in the sun oven before we make the soup. The reason I say it takes more planning is that it cooks a little more slowly, and we have yeah. to give it time.
1: Yeah, you want to make sure that your uh, chicken is cooked thoroughly, but that's worked out well. A lot of times, we just buy a small hen for the uh, mm-hmm. for the as the stock, you know, to provide the meat and the stock, and so you can just if it's small enough, it fits right in the pot, and we just fits in it the up. pot. You yeah. cook
0: it for a couple of hours, and it's completely cooked, and then you can start making the soup with it. So yeah. so works out well.
1: Yeah. And then what about rolls, homemade rolls? That's one of my favorite new additions to the Sun Oven.
0: <laughs> yes, which brings up one of the disadvantages of the Sun Oven. The Sun Oven does not brown the way a normal oven does. Uh, that's not a problem for us with those homemade uh, whole wheat rolls because we, plan, we normally cook them ahead of time, and then we rewarm them, and in the process of rewarming them, they get a little brown. Uh, but if you're yeah. planning to put a rolls in the oven and pull them out and serve them to your guests right out of the sun oven you may be disappointed because it really won't get them brown
1: and that crustiness that most people like on their rolls that's right
0: right. um let's see if there's any well i guess the the main thing to think about with the sun oven is that it does foster a different way of thinking about cooking Mm -hmm where instead of saying, I'm ready to cook, what do I want to eat, let's, go, let's put it on and eat it, you're thinking, this is the best weather for cooking, what do I need to be cooking, and then I'll use it later.
1: That's right. And uh, one disadvantage, unless, of course, it's, it's only a disadvantage because I don't walk around with a timer set, it's very easy to get lulled into a false sense of, this, Ooh, I'm so this glad won't you take mentioned that long that. to cook, and so I've, I've severely overcooked cabbage in particular.
0: In general, brassicas are so tender, so easy to overcook. So we generally shy away from putting brassicas in the sun oven, not because it wouldn't do a good job cooking them, but because timing is so critical with them. You don't want to overcook brassicas. That's cabbage, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, that sort of thing.
1: But you should probably speak for yourself because I actually don't shy away from cooking in there because it's so easy, but I've also <laughs> been guilty of severely overcooking the cabbage. So I,
0: I always cringe when I see you putting any brassicas in the sun oven. I sort of, oh, no, I'll be eating overcooked, fill in the blank tonight.
1: But I probably just need to set a timer when I go out to work, and then I'll be sure to check on it. That's not, that's what we need to remember to, to do,
0: Yeah. Really. But all all in all, the Sun Oven roaring success. We're so glad we have it. We recommend it. Uh, In general, it's great to live in a place where we have plenty of full sun. That's Mm -hmm. and and we certainly have enjoyed that with the Sun Oven. Um, We talked about stew a moment ago. I I thought I might mention that we are really piling up the stew in the deep freeze. We must (laughs) have 40 quarts of stew. put up and ready to eat. Which works well for us because, you know, we have one night's worth of stew in a container and during the winter. Yeah, for the two of us. And during the winter when when we're finished up with a cold day's work outside, there is just nothing more pleasant than burrowing in with a hot bowl of soup and roll or something like that to go with it.
1: One thing that was so inviting about making all these Quarts of stew ahead of time was not only having it later, but it was a good way to uh, use and store some of the vegetables that we've been growing Absolutely. this summer. So uh, you know, and we we put, as Barbara Kingsolver would say, whatever's lovely and in season into our vegetable soups. Uh, that's right. <laughs> when you look at
0: our soups, it'll be a it'll be a sort of a time capsule of what was lovely and in season that week, that
1: particular time. That's right. Um, but I do think, uh, it, of course, now that we've pretty much filled up the freezer with those, we uh, will continue to make some during the year. For example, I hope to have pumpkin stew. We made some last year. And it was really good. Uh, or pumpkin chili and those kinds of things. But we will need to start eating some of what's in there already. Yes,
0: we will. And uh, the other big project I guess we can mention is, and, and it's just beginning, is the electric deer fence. Yeah. This is the fence around the orchard. The Fence around Veg Hill is a barrier fence. Um, This is a simpler structure, should go up a little faster, not nearly so complete a protection system, but we hope we don't need as complete a protection system around the orchard. So we'll keep you posted on our progress on that. But in the next few weeks, that will be one of Mm -hmm. our primary projects is getting that deer fence up. It's high time. You know, it won't yeah. be long now before the deer will be hungry and yeah. they'll be looking around for something to eat. So we need to get out ahead of them and get right. the fence in place. Yeah,
1: yeah, I agree. Um, and, and that's about all the time we have for today, so we will look forward to visiting with you next
0: week. From the porch at Longleaf Breeze, we bid you farewell.
1: You've been listening to Longleaf Breeze with Lee
0: and Amanda Borden. We'd love to hear from you. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780446, Tallahassee, Alabama 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily farm log, Check in with Lee and Amanda and talk with other listeners. That's longleafbreeze.com.
1: Thanks for listening. See you next week.